having to wrestle in PE was ridiculous. Right. Like making strangers go into a room that smells terrible in gym shorts and t-shirts and then you match up with another like a stranger yeah and then you have to get on all fours and the other person has to get Mm -hmm. behind you yeah who who okayed that for the physical education part of my of my schooling Open up the LaCroix. Welcome back, everybody. This is uh, day four. Day of four? Or day three? F- of what? I should let you finish. Yeah, day four of uh, basically of us knowing each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome to day four. Episode number three for you guys listening at home or, you know, if you're out in a jog, you're doing the dishes... Driving to work or whatever. This is episode number three of the most necessary podcast. Have we even introduced ourselves? Um, probably not fully. I don't know if either of our names have been said. <laughs> it feels like a bad job of podcasting. Right. You know, people don't even know who that who we are. And we don't know who we are. Not yet, at least. We're becoming one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Joe, and I am one separate person. Yes, but we haven't separated. Sitting safely across from (laughs) me. Very safe. It's a safe distance. Uh, just to catch everybody up, uh, we met four days ago mm-hmm. at Applebee's at the bar. Mm-hmm. And we just got to talking, mm-hmm. watching uh, a group of, well, I don't know what, I don't even know what the sport is, but there was a group of ladies dancing around on TV, right. getting ready for the Olympics, <clears throat> throwing a ball up in the air. One, it was a single ball. If I, I mean, it was just a few days I be, ago. I believe so. Yeah, just one ball. They were tossing around in a very artful way, and uh, there was, you know, fifteen thousand people watching something I never even heard of. Yeah, I don't. We should have probably looked up what the name of that sport was while we were in Applebee's. The ballerina. sound ballerina. Yeah, ballerinas. it's a bunch of ballerinas. Um, they were throwing this ball around we'd never seen it obviously the sound was off because we're in applebee's couldn't hear what was going on but they looked to know what they were doing what's the name of that sport uh what do you google for that olympic like it's a floor routine Mm -hmm. with ball throwing (laughs) and dancing Uh, what is it? Well, you're finding it out. So we yeah, we met a few days ago at the Applebee's. We were both sitting kind of adjacent to each other. We both were looking and with jaws dropped at this event and then realized pretty quickly we were both amazed at the same thing. And then we just thought that that was at least a place to start. Was yeah. Mm-hmm. Rhythmic gymnastics. Rhythmic gymnastics. It's a it's a it's an umbrella term, and there's five categories under rhythmic gymnastics. There's hoop, ball, yep. clubs, ribbon, chainsaws, and group. It's not chainsaws, but man, would that be cool! I just don't. We would have known about this <laughs> <laughs> with chainsaw ballerinas. Yeah, that sounds, that's probably the most badass sport that's ever tossing, been. If they were tossing it as high as they tossing those balls, or that ball, I should say. <clears throat> um, I mean, yeah, that would be very interesting to watch. Very interesting to watch. Not but, really, though. Like, <laughs> it'd be grotesque. <laughs> 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 it 
would not be interesting at all. <laughs> you don't want to see if they make it no. through? No. You wouldn't spend even a couple minutes. No, I would... I would be up deeply upset that this was a, a thing that was huge that people were fans of. And of course, I'm taking this all literally a chainsaw with a chain running and moving. And there is a very good chance that somebody gets sawn. Someone's getting hurt. Sawn. Sawed. Sawn. Sawn sounds right. I think it's sawn. Um, your curiosity wouldn't take you to at least view it for a second, a couple of minutes. Only way would be if there it was like a well documented that it it is dangerous. It looks crazy, but actually, we've been doing this for fifteen years, and only one incident in those fifteen years. Then I would go okay, um, because they you know they warm up to the live saw. You're not going to bring that out in practice, right? You're starting with yeah. a rubber one, right. I would assume, right? So I'd be okay with that, but in my mind, I was when I became repulsed by the idea, it was with the thought that you know you go in there with a fifty-fifty chance that someone's getting a limb at best lopped off. Mm-hmm. That seems like a tough sport to recruit for. Good point. You know, like I don't know that it would yeah. get off of the the runway to get out into. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it would happen. So you're saying that you would have been grotesqued or grossed out just by like at humanity that we allowed this right to get this far right if people are being maimed on the regular right and it's still the crowds are going so what's the difference between our sport that we just invented and UFC are pe- aren't people There's getting not maimed a chainsaw <laughs> Right. Yes, there's not a chainsaw. Yeah. But like you could seriously hurt your like you seriously get messed up in that sport. Yeah, and I'm not a huge um fan of the UFC. Um I actually used to be very passionate much more so against it because of how violent it was and that the object of the sport was to really brutalize your opponent um, more than he does to you. It just didn't... I I, saw when I was younger, it was something I really didn't like. Although the sport that I did, which I don't like talking about very much, is wrestling. You were a wrestler. Yeah, I did wrestling. I I haven't told you that yet. So yeah, I did wrestling and um, a lot. That was like my sport. And I really enjoyed it and I still enjoy the sport. Um, so I'm don't it's not like I have a problem with physicality. I like football, although I could probably make the same argument against myself for that one. But but I don't have a problem with the physicality. But then I kinda grew out of that and um watching a few more UFC matches, I saw how much technique and skill I mean, obviously I knew I had known there's technique and skill. I wasn't um naive about that, but but yeah, so then I just after watching it I saw how much like most of the really good fighters have a wrestling background, so they aren't going in there to like just maim somebody up, but just to outmaneuver their opponent and like the sportsmanship of it all. Um and yeah, I don't know. I I know certainly people put their bodies through a lot, but not so much so where there's their arm on the other side of the ring with fountain of blood coming out of a stud. <laughs> so, I don't know if it's a one-to-one comparison. Maybe it's not. Maybe not. I also wrestled myself or in in the high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and grow like going through high school, I'm a I've been a pretty scrawny fella myself. I had not broke a hundred pounds before I graduated high school. So I was still eighteen years old and I was ninety five pounds. So wow. I didn't have a lot of like leafy. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of mass in the in the wrestling world, so I was definitely the uh, the lightweight category. So you're like 
weight without any kind of exercise or whatever at that time would have been under 100 pounds. Under 100 pounds. Yeah, which is less than the, like the lowest weight in wrestling is probably 105. It's it's about that. It's about That's... 105, 107 maybe. So yeah, you're talking like just your natural resting weight being seven pounds lighter <laughs> than the lightest weight. Yeah. That you can wrestle at. Where then most of those people who are at 107 who are pretty good, their resting weight is like 115 pounds mm-hmm. and then they lose seven pounds. Right. And so it's the muscle and physique of a 120 pounder going against 90 Skin and pounds. bones. They're, yeah, that's cool. Okay, so go on. There's the context. So yeah, so I, I wrestled in high school as well. Very, very skinny. Uh, could not put on weight. You're just an animal. I I was scrappy, but I, again, I didn't have much of a chance in the wrestling world because of how small I was. Right. Even I mean, a draft indoors at that weight <laughs> would at least cause you to have a little vertigo or something. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm still, you know, still 5'11", but 5'11 <laughs> at 95 pounds. <laughs> I can't imagine. It is so thin. So thin. And looking back on it now, like man, that really was obviously, you know, that's just who like how you're you're set up. You that's you don't know anything else. But then you realize like, oh man, that was really, really skinny. I had to try to put on weight. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I never I know no medals, surprisingly. I didn't go very far in wrestling. How did how do you remember going out for a match? How do you remember how you felt going out for a match? You're in the singlet. Exposed. Exposed. You think like, yeah, this is this is my sport. Like I'm no. so into this right now. Definitely not. Here I am in front of 150 family and friends. In a singlet, see the problem. Foot eleven and ninety pounds. <laughs> problem with the singlet of man. Pure. <laughs> Look out. The problem with the singlet was that I was so small that it wasn't really all that snug. You know. Could be some pros and cons to that. Yeah. Although, yeah, but mostly cons. It feels like. Especially when, do you remember it like getting bunched up in a matches and stuff? Because the whole um, idea is that you're minimizing like the amount of right. Uh, no, I don't remember that necessarily. The Greeks wrestled naked, so they're yeah. basically trying to make a bunch of high school students get as naked as they could possibly be and, and then let just them roll around, roll around with each other on a mat. Right. When you put it that way, I wonder why I even wanted to do it. That's a little bit of what I because as. I I don't know. I've I've known you for less than a week, but it just seems like an interesting sport you would choose. Yeah. Do you remember why you chose I didn't last very long, I'll say that much. Uh, I don't know. We did it. We had to do it in PE once, and I seemed to be okay Uh when when you did it in the PE. But that, that could have just been the fact that there's a bunch of us that are like... Having to wrestle in PE was ridiculous. Right. Like making strangers go into a room that smells terrible in gym shorts and t-shirts and then you match up with another, like a stranger. Yeah. And then you have to get on all fours and the other person has to get Mm -hmm. behind you. Yeah. Who who okayed that for the physical education part of my... (sighs) Of my school. We had it too. We had it too in P. I remember. I wonder if that's what definitely got me into it. I'd say um, I would most likely be P. Um, it's like seventh grade because um, it was in eighth grade that I started, and and uh, that I had went to a new school, and the first thing that they did were first anyway. So I'm I'm assuming that also I got introduced to P. Uh, I I would love to ask a teacher now. If they still do many of the things that happened yeah. circa 1999 to 2004. Yeah. 
<clears throat> because it was the Wild West in high school. <laughs> I didn't last long, and then I moved over to cross My, country. Oh, and you're talking... Wait, wait. Were you in high school for BU? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So before you jump ahead, uh, so my middle school, because I associated, yeah, my wrestling experience being in middle school in, in at in PE, and in RPE in middle school, uh, it was seventh grade for sure. Yeah, seventh grade, they required, and I'll define required in a second. All of the boys and girls, I think boys maybe only, um, to hit the showers after PE. Oh, yeah. Like, part of, like, your training in PE was you got to take a shower and be changed and ready to go before the bell rings again, which means 10 minutes. Yep. So, you got 10 minutes, shower, change, go. Yep. And when I say required, like, of course, if one kid was like, screw that, I'm not doing it, they would walk out. But it was like, here's the big rolling cart of towels, grab a towel (laughs) and hit the showers. And the showers were the just for our younger viewing audience, because I don't think they create these dungeons anymore. I can't imagine that they would. Wide open space with a pole in the middle that's like a garden hose. It's got like eight shower heads, eight shower heads on it. On a post, and eight shower heads mean eight people around this post. That's right, baby. So they were. So this was not your private individual stall. They Absolutely can close the door, not. and you can have some privacy. It was throw you into the deep end. Mm-hmm. This is what our fathers and grandfathers and fathers' fathers' fathers did. Just was get naked. We all get naked, take showers together. From for some and reason, man, would that. Not would that. I mean, it was a nightmare. It was. I mean, absolutely. I, I was like, I mean, of course, the first time you take a shower around other people, it probably should feel strange. Be a little worried <laughs> if it didn't. That's um, a fair statement. That's, a fair that's not like, I mean, when you're a little kid, maybe like with a sibling or whatever, like that's like a little itty bitty kid stuff. But up to a certain age, you kind of start, yeah, you don't shower with other people. So if somebody, maybe that was a way to figure out who was being abused at home is if they're really comfortable (laughs) getting into the shower, take a note (laughs) because they're too comfortable being naked around. Be cautious of that. Yeah. So might have to cut that last part out. Um, But yeah, anyways, (laughs) so I remember it being, but I, I wasn't like all that, thrown off with like it wasn't a huge deal for me but of course it was weird at, at first and it's just weird like whenever i think of the many experiences where i was asked to not not required in like you can't you have absolutely no choice but basically if you don't you're going to be weird mm, right if you don't do it social you're gonna be pressure weird. social right so Anyway, just the idea of even offering a shower to a middle schooler. (laughs) Hey, I'd like to offer you a shower in this open stall with water spraying out of it. Yeah. Go ahead. You can use it if you want. No pressure. That's weird. And that's better than Mm, what was a thousand times better because it wasn't ever. There was never a preface to me, at least. It was just like, welcome to PE, and you do your thing. And then oh, also, I know you didn't know that this was coming, but just, you know, take all your clothes off and walk into this room with a room, a bunch of strangers. Like, that's an insane thing <laughs> to say to an eighth grade, to seventh yeah. grader. No child should wake up going, I'm really nervous about getting naked at school in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are suppo- those reason why that's a nightmare <laughs> is being in school naked <laughs> yeah it, it just and i don't know like well i wonder what the logic was behind it it's is it just one of those well this is what we do this is what we've always done so yep you just you know hit the showers yeah i think it was very much a um like a, a kind of strange long-held tradition and maybe, you know, it's European and those, you know, oh, yeah, this is definitely a white culture thing. Um, like as far as, yeah, it is a white culture deal. 
Got um, it. Yeah, that 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 I I would you know, um, just kind of, yeah, like just based off of conversation, this is something that would happen primarily in white or communities or in those environments where anyway. So European though, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. Got it. To, like make it too complicated. Um. Yeah, so maybe I don't know. It's you know just residue from that, but uh, uh, residue is a yeah. I wish you would have used a different word. Mm. Residue in showers. Uh, yeah, that was traumatic, and you never see it depicted in a movie where someone's not getting bullied. Like, if it's ever if there's a public shower scene at school, someone is getting bullied mm-hmm. in this scene. Mm-hmm. It's never like a. Oh, this is a great opportunity and time where you formed really great friendships. Nope. Somebody's peeing on a kid in the, sh- the corner of the shower and he's just weeping. Oh, yeah. Did you? No, you don't. No, I never got peed no. on. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you ever have, did someone ever try to mess with you? In the shower? Um, well, I mean, you're talking about locker rooms. So. Oh, locker room? Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I was a small enough target. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't a lot. But I did my best to try to keep to my own, especially in my younger years. I moved around a lot when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. I, I there were lots of new additions to school and whatnot. So you just learn to like mm-hmm. try to keep to yourself. Try not to make yourself known. Don't get messed with until you can find mm-hmm. the people that... You would want to be around. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's so weird to think of uh, that, like being a normal thing in your world that people would pick, be picked on, or pick on in, in a real cruel way. Um, that as an adult, you're like, that's not even how is this funny? <laughs> Explain it to me. Right. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. The locker room at my high school was pretty notorious. We had some. There's always. It depended on who was, um, you know, kind of. What's that like? The guard. Who the guard was. The guard. Old guard. New guard. Oh, you know. Okay. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, I got gotcha. you. I thought you were talking about like mm-hmm. Stephen, someone's grandpa, the guard. At the school. Oh. Like, yeah. What kind of school do you go to? No, yeah. Depending on who the guard was in the locker room, because they always like to place an adult in <laughs> the rooms where the children get naked. Uh, the Yeah, in a, who the seniors were kind of dictated the tone. Like, sure. And everybody was decent, you know, even... I, I obviously... Well, I don't know, obvious or not, but I, I was definitely shut down any kind of bullying that was happening. Um, but, uh, we were, so when we grew up, we were like at the, right at the age where the anti-bullying campaign was starting. Ah, yeah. Um, like it was just, it's just this vague memory of like first, you know, probably my senior year, there's just a little quiet, like noise about anti-bullying. So for our age, like we got out of there before, excuse me, the bullying was really cracked down on hard. Um, which is a good thing, of course. Uh, it It's terrible to be cruel to people. And why would anybody? Yeah, I mean, good. Uh, but <laughs> I do know of some people who have um, uh, been uh, punished at school disciplined for bullying and it struck me as being a little surprising because that wouldn't be something I would have expected and then the story was oh yeah well me and my friends were giving each other a really hard time like pulling pranks on each other calling each other names in class but they're your best friends and you just gave them a hard time so then being disciplined because you're bullying it's Uh. like oh well that seems but I guess, like, if you don't really know for sure what's going on as a teacher, like, then I understand that. Um, but also, I most 
definitely don't think of you giving your friends a hard time as bullying. No. Um, as long as it's really well understood that everybody's on the same page. You know, it's not like, oh yeah, we're friends, but really that one is the primarily just a victim of all the... Anyway, there's obviously exceptions, but... Yeah, so we had a pretty... Uh, yeah, it was... Um, I remember the first... And, and I we can switch the gears up here in a minute, but I'll just get the brief story out. I, I remember the first day after wrestling practice, freshman year in high school, hitting and then go hit the showers. And I had been through this in middle school, but now, you know, as the eighth grader in middle school, which that was when our middle school came to an end was in eighth grade and then you same ninth grade in high school and so uh, you know by the time you're in eighth grade you're like now now you're the top dog so there's not as much to worry about um so then you obviously get this huge shift when you go as a ninth grader into high school and you okay so day one hit the locker rooms and and i'm feeling all the nervousness i felt when i was a seventh grader and just kind of like, okay, I'm going to see how this goes. Right. Um, what's going to happen? So everyone hits the locker room, and immediately it's kind of chaos, loud, rambunctious. It's a bunch of 14 to 17, 18-year-old boys in a locker room, and, you know, it's just going to be rowdy. Um, and of there's course. one guy in particular who was a junior at the time and he was a big guy like 180 pounds of of farm grown grass fed muscle um and he was kind of really going after the freshman and i was a freshman and i kind of walked in sort of was observing and um i mean it was i won't say all the details but it was you know kind of kicking soccer ball and all of this by the way just for the context all this is in the shower ah. in a wide open stall with the shower heads and people have already gotten into the showers you know people some people want to get in there right away and get out um and some people linger or whatnot um hopefully not lingering too long in the shower but anyways that would be corrected within the locker room um so anyway so this is everybody's clothes are off so that's mm-hmm. the scenario and so upping the levels of potential humiliation. Um, so yeah, so anyway, this guy, he was giving him a hard time. He was um, kicking a soccer ball around and kind of doing some pushing and shoving and intimidating. And um, and I noticed most of the freshmen just cowered in fear. And then he only amped up his behavior. Right. And I was like, all right, that's not what I'm going to do. One, I'm not going to cower in fear. Um not gonna happen and i was in i was 112 pounds i was a little guy too sure this is my freshman year was 112 okay um and so so small i was very small and um um but i just knew i wasn't gonna be humiliated so i just was like all right just gonna go with confidence and whatever happens happens um and i'm just not gonna not gonna cower here because that's not gonna help me at all um so yeah, so anyway, so I walk, so my, I'm undressed and I'm going into the shower and, um, and then he comes up to me with his chest up and he's like coming at me in my direction to start testing me. And I just looked at him and I put my shoulders back and I looked up at him, big guy. And then he came over and he looked, stared down at me and we're both completely naked face-to-face, probably a That's foot apart. so weird. A foot apart. And he's looking down at me. I'm looking at him. I have my shoulders up. And then I said, you know, if you try to do something to me, I can guarantee you I'm going to make it very difficult for you. I completely understood he would be able to do whatever <laughs> he wanted. He had 100 pounds of mu- or 90 pounds of muscle, big dude. He could take me. He knew he could take me. I just said... Sure. I'm going to make it difficult. And then he looked at me and he looked around the whole locker room and he said, this one's all right. And no one ever, no one ever bullied me. I mean, I definitely got like, you know, people could get me to do things. Like I was always the guy who would like do something kind of crazy or whatever. Um, But not, so that's a form of bullying, but not 
as I don't know. I don't feel like it's as painful as you just really being treated with a lot of cruelty, um, and what that does to how you feel about yourself and whatnot. But yeah, but yeah, but I uh, I I think that's the way you approach people like that is uh, you just weigh your options. My options yeah. is either I'm gonna like kind of stand up here and I I didn't I could wager that he wasn't going to actually physically harm me. I, I mean, I can't remember exactly what I was thinking. I mean, I was probably worried a little that he might do that. I was only, uh, you know, 14 years old, so I was probably nervous about that. But I, I figured that it would have been better to, you know, get into a real, like, uh, uh, scrimmish over it um, rather than uh, just you know, being humiliated. Yeah, uh, one, for sure. One sided thing. Um, although, yeah, I really hope you would want to get into skirmish where both. Students. Yeah, that, that would have been my question. Like, yep. <laughs> bro, you good? <laughs> Anyways, that was my, I don't know how we got into that one, but. We're just talking about taking showers in middle school. Right. You know, you never know where that, that storyline will take you. Well, I hope they certainly don't do that anymore. I'm sure that they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to know from a coach or PE teacher or something what they, how they do that these days. And if they do, maybe we'll start a petition of guys that aren't parents but are against dudes showering in the locker rooms. I guess we shouldn't say dudes. All people mm-hmm. showering in the locker rooms. Mm-hmm. Just let them be. Mm-hmm. Well. If you'd like to call into the, st- the show and tell us your story. Yeah. Of getting uh, into the shower, the shower scene <laughs> at uh, not getting into the shower. The Please shower call scene us <laughs> with lengthy voicemails <laughs> of your stories of getting into the shower. Yes, that's a Please. good that's a good uh, radio voice right there. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, if you have a story about uh, middle school showers, you know, email us. While you were in middle school, please. Yes. Let's keep it appropriate, people. Mm-hmm. There's not a good way to ask this. You, you the listener, most likely, <laughs> I believe that our audience is going to be above the middle school age range, <laughs> should not be having a present story about being in a middle school shower. If you do, don't tell us. Memories. These are memories, which are all stories. Well, no, no. Anyways. Anyways. Refocus. Okay. Let's take, let's take a turn. Okay. I'm not sure how we got on that turn. And I feel like there's something. Wrestling. Wrestling. UFC. Balls. Chainsaws. Okay. So the throwing of the ball. Move to chainsaw, move to UFC, move to wrestling, move to showers. Got it. That's how we got there. That's how we got there, people. We started on... And there may be something we meant to tie up way back over there, but guess what, everybody? Don't remember. Don't remember. It all started at the bar mm-hmm. at an Applebee's. Yes. That's how it started. Maybe that's how we should do every episode. Start at the bar of Applebee's and then just see where it takes us every time. Oh, like we are, hey, you know, here we are again. Something else happened at the bar at Applebee's. I mean, yeah, we can just, I mean, I know we've talked about it, that we're not going to be able to keep this going, right? right? Like practically, we Uh can't just be not working and just hanging out and talking all day long. Um, We've been pulled it off for four days now, um, which is a long weekend that's completely doable. Mm -hmm. But at some point, yeah, I mean, we can just like recreate in Applebee's in here and it'd be like our weekly weekly get together and chat. That's probably a good idea. Probably a good idea. Create our own Applebee's. That's what I heard at all. In good neighborhood. That's your thing, right? That is their thing, their mm-hmm. slogan. Uh, do you have a direction you'd want to go next? I, I don't. Um, okay. How uh, how long have we been recording our conversation? It's been going on for four days, but... I don't have a time stamp thing on, uh, the, on the iPad, but... I'm not exactly probably sure. Probably about... At least 20 minutes. 20? Oh, okay. Okay. You, That's my guess. 
Okay, we got here about 8. It's 8.45. And then we probably start at 8.15. Yeah, yeah, probably about 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, okay, okay. I think that's about right. Um, I only reason I asked that was, you know, really good pod for all you people listening to mm, figure out how long we've been talking so we, you know, get well, a sense for how much longer we want to we'll edit talk. That out. Oh, we'll edit that out. We can do that. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, it'd be a matter of uh, talk about some story or um, go uh, story, new story or go in a different, find another trail to travel down. Uh, I am interested in currently. I don't know a lot, so if 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 I don't know, I don't know a lot. So if you don't know a lot, it's probably not a good vein to go down. But I want to know if Russia invading Ukraine is the beginning of World War Three. Do you think that this is how we start it? I do not know enough about this at all. Um, I can only say any, basically anything I could say would be hearsay. Okay. Well then that's probably not a good vein to go down or we could just make up. Well, I mean, it's, we can make up a yeah. story of how we get into world war three <sighs> because, well, maybe not how do we get, but what does, if there is a world war three, yeah. Ru- Russia invades Ukraine and it just shit sets off all kinds of nonsense. What in in World War Three, the thing that everyone's you know we've all kind of thought about at some point. What does World War Three look like in you know current times? Well, um, on one hand, it seems like really challenging to imagine. World War Three looking anything like World War One or Two, of course, because um, there's not enough sneaky snake stuff you can do anymore. Like everything the enemy does, you know, real instantly. From what I can observe, I'm sure there's exceptions of super sneaky snake stuff going on, but it's not like oh. A little Hitler guy is really starting to get popular. <laughs> and you're really like four months behind. And mm-hmm. he's a hundred steps ahead of you. Right. So, but, um, I mean, I was just listening to an interview with a guy who designs like um, tanks. Um, it's engineers that. That sounds like an interesting interview. Yeah. And, uh, there's this, I guess this, I, I meant, to, I think I wrote it down in a note to research it a little bit more, but there's a tank the Russians invented during World War II that is contributed to um, winning the war or changing the course. Oh, of the war. really? Because the German tanks were just like bombing through and the Russians invented this tank that was indestructible and very simple. Okay. Um, and that the Germans weren't ready for that. Um, and so this guy, now all those, all tank type stuff is all some guy sitting in California and the tank is in Afghanistan. Got and it. And they're operating it that way. Is it called the T-34? Yeah, that's the one, T-34. That's, that's the thing, T-34. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'd imagine that World War Three is much more um, tech-centered. 100%. Um, fortunately, I mean, I would kind of guess probably fewer casualties. I would just guess. Um, I would hope so. Which I think that's probably a good thing, uh, <laughs> I would imagine. Um, I'm not an expert on war, but I like the idea of not... A lot of people dying um, in something like that. So um, I know that China has had for some time now a hundred year plan to take over the world. Uh, yeah. And uh, that both China and Russia have really infiltrated the information um, 
systems to influence the storylines within our own country, which is not just like a conspiracy that is happening and they are doing it and it's causing, I think probably a little bit of strain of a relationships. So to me, World War Three would, I mean, if we're not already like in it and we just aren't calling it that, but I think it's much more of this kind of ideological, like kind of conquer the mind and the, um, basically who's the top capitalist and they win. So if China mm. is, then we all work to make China more powerful and rich and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I mean, that's what war is, is right. Like you want more resources. Yeah. And so you expand your territory. And Makes sense. If it's, you know, we don't need to go out and get more land for crops or whatnot typically um but if there's more value in other kinds of resources then why wouldn't you go after that wow um i don't think that's a subject i like talking about (laughs) i do uh, what you the thing that you said that was interesting to me was if we're not already in it like being unaware. We already know that Russia messed with the political campaigns of 2016, right? Whether Whatever side of the aisle you fall on, we all agree that that happened. But the, that's an interesting thought of like, are we in it? Is, this, is it happening now? Are we about to lose the, the political or the mental war of World War Three? I don't know. That's a pretty interesting thought. But I found this. Uh, I was trying to figure out um, if there were any anything on the internet. It was there anything on the internet about what would be, uh, what would World War Three look like? And all all that I found. Well, not all. I found this little blurb. World War Three, um, also known as the Third World War. Was a gl- was a global war that lasted from October twenty eighth, twenty twenty six, to November second, twenty thirty two. And I thought that that was a funny statement that mm-hmm. somebody has come up with, the future narrative of World War Three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be interesting because I just tried to look it up briefly, and it didn't seem very conclusive, but. When did they start calling World War Two World War Two? Oh yeah, during, before, after. It the phrase was used before. Uh, that was one thing I did find before World War Two. The phrase World War Two existed in anticipation of the next one, the next World War. Yeah, or Great War. That Great World War One was. Um. So we're doing the same thing. What's the next? What's World War Three going to be like? Because we labeled that one too. And so I guess in a way, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're, I don't know, you're in the middle of it in World War II, you're not thinking like, what was, you know, you're not thinking about like, oh yeah, that one conversation that happened in a bar in Poland or something like that. Yeah. You know, you're not thinking about this whole origin story, right? You're just like, hey, they're coming in and fucking our shit up Yep. and we're going after them. Absolutely. And I would really like to not die. And so, yeah, I would wager your average soldier is not like, yeah, well, this all started back when this and then, you know, they didn't, that's history. That's why we go back and look and try to learn from it. Um, so right now, yeah, I mean, what if, yeah, we might be in World War. Yeah. I mean, because our World War II didn't start until. Um, uh, for us. Uh, for us until yeah. Pearl Harbor. Yep. Uh, so it was going on before then and it is start for us until then yeah. but then when we write our history it's well this is when world war ii started and but if you're live in the moment you're thinking those countries are out there fighting and i'm here at home trying to figure things out and hopefully we don't and then boom and we're in um, and now we're in i think it's also I like all that one word captured the deaths of thousands of people <laughs> and then boom we're in war Sorry, Pearl Harbor victims. We need to think about them more. December 7th. We'll forever remember. 
Anyways, uh, I think it's also exacerbated by the fact that we're in year three of uh, the pandemic, COVID-19. If you're listening to this in the future, uh, it's the year 2022. Mm-hmm. And we are still now, we're still in a global pandemic. And everyone, I, I don't know about you, but like if if there was just like this big announcement, like, yeah the Russians invaded and now we're going to war, I'd be like, yep. That and, sounds right. And I don't think the government's coming out and going to say, right. hey, everybody, World War Three started. Right. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just thinking, I think this a lot of us... This is World War III, I'm declaring it, it started now. A lot of our minds are just going like, yeah, we wouldn't be all that shocked. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you don't give it that... You don't give it the name and you're not even aware of it fully until sure. after it's said and done. Because we've got the metaverse, we've got Bitcoin, we've got coronavirus, we've got soaring house prices, Russia is about to invade Ukraine, and it just all feels like a lot. It just feels like a lot. And in the middle of all of that, you've got got a guy. In the middle of all of that, you've got a guy. Got a guy somewhere. Who did something so incredibly necessary. So necessary. During this year. Mm-hmm. In 2022. In 2022. In the middle of everything you just said. There's one man. Who did something completely necessary. And if you think. Where could this man have hailed from? Yes. The United States of America. Of course it was. Because. This is what Americans do. Are things that are absolutely necessary. <laughs> when the time calls for it. <laughs> We will do our part. And, of course, this man is from what some may consider the heartland. Nebraska. Idaho. Idaho. (laughs) (laughs) Again, some. Some. Not many, but some (laughs) consider the potato capital of the world. Not many, but some. (laughs) The world, probably not the world, because I think the Irish probably outdo it, but potato capital of the country to be our heartland, which, based on our diets, probably more accurate than not, because most of Idaho ends up in our arteries. Most of it, yeah. Okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm excited to learn about this man. And this man, what he did that was absolutely necessary this year was he completed his goal of breaking 52 world records in a single year. Whoa. That's one a week. Yeah. That is one a week. One a week. One a week. Wow. Some of them I could imagine he knocked them out in the same day. <laughs> um, Got it. Just based on how they relate to one another. But David Rush... Set out to break 52 Guinness World Records in 2021. And the organization has verified 43 of them. I should have read a little bit further, so not as exciting. It's now 43. (laughs) Never mind. Let's change subjects. (laughs) No, so 43 have been verified from 2021. Heck, 52 is crazy to try to commit to. To break world records. Is that in itself a world record? a week. It'd have to be. <laughs> but that wouldn't be breaking a world record. Or no, maybe it That would be forming a new one. Be forming a new one, because I bet that you they, I mean, I don't know. We might know more soon, but. But that is a uh, lofty, patriotic level goal. Uh, uh, to do we, 52 world records a year. What's this guy's name again? the rest of the world burns. David Rush. Dave, Dave Rush. David and, Rush. Is he Caucasian, you ask? Mm, Absolutely. If he wasn't, I'd be shocked. Is he partially balding where it kind of has mostly bald up top with a little patch right at the front of the the hairline? Yes. And is he holding on to that because he believes that either He actually looks like a nice guy. It's the last vestige of his youth. I'm trying to create a good pod, but he looks like a nice guy. He's holding his certificate. No, he, well, how old is he? He looks young. He looks like he's probably 50, 45 to 50. So he's still working, potentially. I'd imagine so. He's still working. He's got a job. Wow. 
and he's still going to do a a world yeah. record a week. Yeah. That's so, crazy talk. He is the world's fastest juggler, the world's slowest juggler, and has the record for most bowling balls juggled, most consecutive acts juggling catches, and longest duration balancing a bicycle on the chin. Why do we need And these? he has broken more than 150 records since 2015. Whoa. So this is his deal. That's, he yeah, breaks he's about records. it. He's out there. He's rushing to break records, David Rush of Idaho. Man, we need to make a shirt. He's a cool guy. Um, Why do we need these records? Are we that bored? I feel like this. I mean, didn't you have like the? Did you ever have the Guinness World Book of Records? Of course book, I did. Right? Yeah. Like, of course I did. Yeah, yeah. And every new year, you're like super stoked about what's next. And yeah, I mean, for the oh, most, I was. <laughs> I mean, I had the one. Oh yeah, I mean, it was, it was there. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm so excited. But I wasn't it. like, you know, really itching to get the next copy. Yeah, I was. Mm. I, w- I wanted to see. I wanted to see what could people do. Do you think you can break a world record? I don't. I would have to look. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, there are things I know, like I could be good at, but world record breaking, I would say probably not. And what I liked about what I read of his just there from that first line, and we'll get into some of the ones that he actually broke, was that um, they were all like high skill. Like juggling's hard. It's a high skill thing. It's not like I broke the world record for standing up in a room <laughs> five days later. That cool. All right. Good job. Great. Like you don't, I mean, yeah, that's hard. Like if you, if that's the record, five days to just stand in a room, just stand upright. Not that, saying I, it's easy. Nobody's ever done that. That's crazy. But, um, but the, you know, it's it's a challenge. But there's not how, a skill to that. There's not a real skill. Like you might practice, you know, warm yourself up a little bit, but but it's not like precision. You know, like juggling, you gotta really, you know, it's like, all right, well, last week I stood for four hours. Uh, ramp it up to five to six to seven. Yeah. I mean, okay, great. I, I would assume that those those uh, ladies that are doing the gymnastics with the mm-hmm. uh, with the chainsaws, that's got to be a world record. Oh, like juggling with a chainsaw, right? Interesting. You may ask, or you may wonder. It's a group. It's a group effort. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think they can do it. And there's there's like a Guinness Book of World Records for. Uh, the largest pillow. Like, do anything. Okay. So I, I read this list before we talked, <laughs> and and I misread something where I was like, that is such a weird um, uh, record. I, I, like, I like, oh, yeah, I kind of get it, but, like, that is weird. Um, all right, so the first one is, which this one is normal, makes sense. Fastest time to wrap a person with wrapping paper, team of two. So okay, that's one record apparently. So two people are wrapping one person, or it's one person getting wrapped by another person. Uh, two people wrapping one person. Okay, I think actually that's a good question. It doesn't clarify that, but I assume team team of two. Um, does it matter? No, it doesn't. No, apparently. it doesn't matter. Why am I asking these questions? So the second one was the one that that I I uh, confused, and I'll read it how I read it okay. in my head first. <laughs> okay. Fastest one me- 100 meter. Now I'm confused again. <laughs> okay, now you're going to see why. Here's how I read it first. Fastest 100 meter juggling. No, 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 no. no. I have to read it how I, how I had it in my head, not how it actually is written. Okay, rewind. Fastest 100 meter jo- jogging with three objects while blindfolded so running 100 meters with three objects while blindfolded for male male time. not not moving the objects just holding the objects and running fastest 100 what meter jogging with three objects whilst blindfolded whilst blindfolded yeah. got it okay 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 
So then here's how I got, went. So here's a, then I looked at it and it was like, oh, no, this must be what they meant. And you'll see why I was confused okay. in a second, but I'll, I'll clarify that. All right. So, so oh, no, no. What they must mean is, is fastest 100 meter juggling with three objects while blindfolded. That would make sense. Okay, so it's so this is a mind trip because now I think I finally figured it out. I think I did figure this. Out. Oh, <laughs> there it is. They didn't make a mistake, and it took me this long to figure it out. You got it. Oh my god. Okay, so here it is. So he has the record. Here's how it's written. Which of course they didn't do a typo. This is the correct thing. Fastest 100 meter joggling, joggling. with three objects whilst. Blindfolded, whilst. Yes. Whilst. I didn't, There's it's a not while, wow, it's whilst. whilst. Blindfolded male. Joggling is the <laughs> Jogging the while verb. juggling. Jogging. <laughs> so I couldn't put those two together. <laughs> I was like, they made a typo. Oh, they meant jogging. Oh, they made a typo. Oh, they meant juggling. And then I was like, wait, the 100 meters though. Like what's 100 meters worth of juggling? <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> So then I went back to, oh, jogging was correct. Uh, and then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's they're juggling three objects while running 100 meters. Juggling. Juggling. Never heard that term oh before, to be gosh. honest, though. I, so I can understand it. Thank you. Never heard it before. <laughs> All so right. this guy's really good at ju- juggling. He likes yes. to juggle. Very good at juggling. Is he a, like, is he a clown? Is that his, his paid profession? Because um, it sounds like a dream if I'm that know. guy. If I'm Mr. Rush, they don't get into his his professional career. I would assume. I'll try. Yeah, I'll try to let you know as it comes up. Um. All right. So he's got the wrapping a person and the joggling, which now we have in real time realized what that actually means yes um he also got the fastest 100 meter blindfolded all right so obviously did those back to back same day right right most consecutive acts juggling catches that you can do that on the same day totally most likely depending on how physically involved it is which i I don't know but theoretically did all in one day most passes of beach ball in one minute team of two (laughs) most marshmallows (laughs) caught by mouth in one minute most apples thrown and caught in mouth in one minute. That sounds painful. Throwing one up and catching in your mouth. Ugh, my teeth hurt just thinking about it. Fastest 10 meter balancing a balloon on the face. That's pretty challenging. You got a balloon on your face and you have to go 10 meters. Just run as fast as you can to use the air, the exactly. wind to keep it against your face. Yeah, even then it's... That's These are ridiculous. Away. Yeah. There's a lot more. There's like, I'm that thinking eight. of, that was eight. <laughs> I'm thinking of There's like, like 46. Yeah. Like if he goes out on a date and he's like, I actually, actually hold the 43 world records. That's and what you call big and, record energy. <laughs> and his date and his date says like, Oh my gosh, really? That's incredible. Well, tell me some. He's like, I ran the fastest 10 meter with a balloon on my face. It's not impressive at all. Um, mop up an aisle four is what <laughs> <laughs> High tide. <sighs> um, but that is a little Pete uh Pete Holmes joke right there. Uh what I, you said? I, yeah, what Which I said. Were, High that tide. Mine might have been stolen too. Uh you know, you gotta give credit where credit's due. But uh that's not a lot of impressive things. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Mr. Rush. Well, now, now I'm just kind of skimming through. I mean, we could go through all 43. I don't mean to be. Um, I don't mean to anger Mr. Rush, but that just seems like. He's definitely got the carnival tricks down. He's got those. Balancing, balancing and juggling and joggling. Well, David Rush. It is David, mm-hmm. correct? Isn't it David Rush? Oh. 
I know it's Mr. Rush. I think it's David. David. Yes. David Rush, congratulations on 43. I hope that in this calendar year of 2022, you can get all 52 of the ones that you're going for, you know. And you know, in 1942, there was a David Rush breaking records while the whole world around him fell apart. And he's a hero. He is. And so is David Rush of 2022 from Idaho. 